Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. You either trust me or you don't. I trust you. Are you on board or you're not? I'm on board. Are you ready to be on board? I'm ready. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Here we go. Campfire shit show episode whatever. Um, <laughs> episode number whatever. Yeah. Uh, so here we are again. Meryl. Yes. And our subscribers will know that like maybe once in a while on your phone, you might get a random episode Wait a downloaded. Second. Wait a second. We have subscribers. We do. I keep on telling you. And like genuinely shout out to our people in the Netherlands. because oh, we have. Thank you, Netherlands. We have. We're. In almost the double I digits actually, of I call the them the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm, yeah. Neither, neither mind. But <laughs> yeah, we have uh, a growing fan base. and it's In the gl- Netherlands. For real. Almost That's in great. double digits. That's almost in double digits. Yes. All right, straight out of the gate, I got a bone to pick with you. Whoa, are they going to say you have a B-O-N-E-R? Yeah, say, straight out of that. the gate, I have a boner. I just wanted to tell you about it right now. <laughs> what if we do a podcast like facing away from each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, w- that would be my dream. That would be my dream, actually. Also, pulling back our curtains, uh, I love when we do double podcasts in one day because it's yeah. so many hours together. Oh. And I feel like by the end, I can start to see like your eyes. Like you have like a sad look. <laughs> I love leaving you just like you're genuinely like your whole face starts to melt in sadness. Well, you're like, I don't know. You're like a like a drunk uncle coming in here. You just like you come over to the house, you drink all the beer, you tickle the kids too far, you touch them in their bathing suit area, and then you're like, see you later, bye. It's like peace out. I leave everyone with emotional scars. Yeah. Speaking it's of awful. that, I was gonna ask you when we were yes. taping, but is the chocolate yours or your roommates? Like the little dark chocolate pieces? It's why did you get you do that voice whenever you're trying to get away with something? <laughs> uh, is that chocolate over there? You say, Yours or is it your roommates? It's like, all wanna, right. I just okay. want to take this piece. Do you want a piece of chocolate? No. Well, then why are you fucking asking? Because I want to know for the future. <laughs> the you future? You can't expect me to come over and have like three. Do you think that, that a person like me is going to have chocolate in their house for the future? No, if it's here, it's today. <laughs> that shit's gone by the end of the day. I okay? love also that we're also using a tone of like, no, our children's not going to go to public school. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why already are we fighting with each other? I love it. I have a boner to pick with okay, you. Okay, pick it, baby. 
we were getting coffee earlier. Correct. And an I indie d- place called Starbucks. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of it out there. <laughs> uh, and you did something. Oh, no. And I didn't mention it at the time because I was like, this is perfect for the fucking podcast. <laughs> I was texting someone and then you referred to what I was texting without saying like, oh, who are you talking to or what's going on? You just said, uh, I think you were like, oh, uh, are oh, you like, going to meet that person? Yeah, I, was like, I jumped We didn't in even talk about it. You were totally being nosy. And it's like, I wanted to know if, if that's a general <laughs> thing for you, if that's a me thing for you. Like, do you typically uh, jump on people's conversation? Do I insert myself yeah, in everyone's yeah. business? Yeah. Or is it just you? It's just me, isn't it? Are you hoping it's just you? I'm just saying, you're being nosy. You're reading my texts. <laughs> you don't ask, like, oh, who are you talking to? You're just, like, over my shoulder reading everything I'm doing. I'm like, is this a normal thing for someone to do? Like I wouldn't, re- if someone's on their phone and I'm watching them, I'm like, Oh, sorry about that. And I'm like, I, I try to look away and I let them have their private what? time. You look away. Yes, of course. It's the, co- it's courtesy. Okay. So let me set the scenario again. Uh, the scenario. Is, no, no, no. The scenario doesn't need to be set. The, the scenario is this. I was on my phone. We were at a coffee place. I like, I like how that. I said the scenario does not need to be set. And then I started to set the scenario. <laughs> uh, no, the reality is you started talking about a situation that I was ha- uh, uh, about the conversation I was having with someone else, not yes. related. I inserted myself in and it is only because if I'm sitting there empty handed yes. with nothing to look at on my end and you someone feel like it- is sitting next to me with an electronic device and there's a conversation happening like my eyes just can't I am a what, what are you a firefly you just can't help but go to the light <laughs> give me a break I am a sponge of information what if I was like hey don't tell Meryl but we're surprising her with this secret Ooh, birthday party so, but would you text it while you're three inches maybe, away from me maybe well, I wasn't, then you're okay a first planner. off first off I wasn't three inches away from you <laughs> you you were sneaky about it you looked over my shoulder and you're like what are you writing? Yes. The, Let's talk about the it. The truth is when, if I like walk past someone at a restaurant or an airport, I a can, stranger, I can like see their entire conversation out of, no. say if I'm looking to the left, no, my entire right side is like seeing everything that's even, you'll happening. jump in with your peripheral. Oh, I'm like a hammerhead shark <laughs> <laughs> in, in more ways than mean? you even want to know. What is it? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yes. I only want to, I want to know one way. I want to know one way. Like I'm saying that if I'm looking straight at you yes. right now, I can see like what's happening. No, that's how eyes work. Facts. That's peripheral vision. <laughs> uh, well, it, my per- peripheral vision is very strong. How strong? You have like a fisheye lens? Are you like, <laughs> like I, I see 360 degrees. Instead of like giving someone the side eye, I'm just like, I'm giving you the eye, which is already my side eye. No, I am nosy. Yes, you I'm, are. I'm not snoopy. I'm nosy. It's like a little all snoopy. The, I'm a little snoopy. No, no, no. You're snoopy. We've talked in the past how you like do a little research. You'll jump onto, you know, laptops or check people's phones. I think the reality is, is you're snoopy, nosy little shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to see. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I was sitting there and I want to see who you're talking to. Why? Not in a, Why? because of interest, not of jealousy or anything like that. Like it's. I hope it's not jealousy. No, my goodness. no, it's not jealousy. It's like of. You're snoopy. It could be anyone. It could no, be you're, like you're, Hillary Clinton sitting next to me. I want to see. I want to see what she's talking so to. So if Hillary Hillary Clinton is sitting next to you, you're like, hey, let me see what you're texting over there. Yeah, and we know that I could see her emails because we've Dear all seen God. her emails. But like. 
I am. Not, I just do it because it's something to look at. If you were downloading like your Spotify playlist, that makes no playlist, sense. I just do it because it's something to look at. I do it for no reason at all. It's just something to look at. If someone, is, if I'm sitting next to someone and they're having an electronic conversation, I want to see what's happening, all and right. I do not apologize. I, well, you should because it's nosy. But why do you have something to hide in your conversation? I don't have anything to hide. I just think that if I'm talking on my phone and not out loud. Well, why can't I be part of it? Also. Because you're not part of it. Or I would put you in the thread. But also you and I are in physical space <laughs> in Starbucks together. So be with me and like. Oh, God. so be present. Yeah, that's what don't I'm Don't text anybody. Right. All right. I'm going to remember that. You better never fucking text someone. I mean, it's okay. I'm going to swat your phone right out of your hand. I'll be like, read that. I'm just saying if I'm right there. The conversation should be us, not mm-hmm. me trying to be part of your other conversation. I want to switch gears for a second. Yeah, I want to tell you about something that just happened this very second. Oh no! Uh, you when I was, no, I was like, uh, take that, and then I stopped. Now, normally, I would say, take that, bitch. Like, right, right. Uh-huh. Uh, I recently uh, was talking to someone, and they told me that. Uh, they really hate the word bitch. And you say it to me a lot on the podcast. It's, I know. It, yeah, you do. It's I very know. like hateful towards women. It's not. Okay. I notice that a lot too. That's Can so I not just you. talk? Can I talk? Yeah, but I was going to say that's a hot button issue with me. So thank you whoever said that. I love you. Thanks, mom. No, uh, it, was, it was someone who is very smart and very aware and someone who I look up to in some ways. And I'm not going to name names. Okay. That's where I would have put their name right yep, there. Yep, exactly. I, I, I left a little blank. We named their like entire full. Yeah. Um, but it definitely changed my perspective and made me look at the way that I talk and the words that I use. Like I know when you call I was afraid. Me- I was mad. I was mad. I was like, you're going to change my comedy because if I start worrying about the words that I'm using, then it changes the impact of uh, and how I say if I stop what I'm saying. But then I, I thought more and I thought that's just me uh, that's me being a shit. And I challenge you to find more eloquent ways to say. And like, I'm gonna crazy work on bitch. it. I'm yeah. gonna work on it because there's other ways to say. I know, it. And, and I'm gonna work on it. And I wanted to talk to you about it because you. I'm trying to change. You should. You but- selfish dickhead. <laughs> 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 you worthless cock. No, I think. No, I, I appreciated. I appreciated the. I appreciate I guess, the, the feedback clarity. too. That's something that when I was listening back, I was like, "Wow, Bo, you do call." Women bitches a lot. I don't mean it. Okay. Why I really, are you mad at your mother? I'm not mad at my mother Ooh, you definitely are. today. And I do think that uh, I say it without regards thinking like, um, thinking that I'm saying this to all women or treating women poorly, but I can see how it could be uh, taken that way. And I need to be mindful of the way that I talk to the women in my life. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying Thank to, you. I'm trying to create the dawn of the new gentleman. Exactly. And I'm not going to succeed all the time. Starting by calling your friend not a crazy bitch would be a great start. Okay. You're not a crazy bitch. Thank you. And I will continue to speak to you lovingly and kindly with compassion. So I'm. You're just a crazy son of a bitch. (laughs) See, now it's about men. (laughs) See what I did right there? Son of a bitch is kind of like, yeah, we're neighbors. We get along. Like, I like that. You crazy son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's more like I'm reading the paper and drinking coffee. No, I think. uh, Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to focus on that too much. Well, thank much. you. We can go back to it every like five minutes. But yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that very much. Yeah. Well, what's up with you? So much. Yeah? yeah. You have a little that little sparkles back in your eye. That's the one I like to see. I do have some sparkle in my eye. You definitely do. I'm feeling good this week. What's it from? What's it due to? Uh, I think for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. I, ha- I am experiencing uh, a feeling of like, I-, I think I found a muse. A I muse? think a, a muse. 
Which like, I think is overused. I think it's overused and people misconstrue what that is. But it's just, it's someone that um, makes you feel creative. Oh. Uh, makes you feel excited and you just feel so motivated. And I haven't had that in a long time. Now it's, I don't know if I've ever had it into this intensity. And this is a real person that this you is met? a real person. Wait, so, ha- so you met them yeah. recently? Yeah. Yeah. And is it like a romantic thing or it's a, or maybe it may. I don't even want to talk about it like that <laughs> because, uh, I have so much respect for this person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, honestly it's, it's like, I, I probably sound ridiculous because it's not been a long time. Uh, but I still feel so, I mean, I have been creating like crazy. It's like, I'm just like the wind is just filled with creativity <laughs> and I am just running like hell to catch it. And, I and, love that. And so, I've been writing more. I've been uh, doing more artwork. I've been thinking uh, creative ideas. I've been positive and happy. It's just like I don't even know how to explain it. And it's something that I really didn't expect at, at all. That $9 a month I'm really paying someone. And I think most people in this moment would say, oh, he, he's, you know, he's just in a new relationship. And it's like I don't even know how to explain it completely. So it's also like a – I know that feeling. It is, a, it is such a uh, – it's such a connected feeling that I'm having right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Oh my god, and this person's so smart and wonderful and I don't want this is not the shit show part of this show. So, uh but what you're seeing right now is me having some newfound excitement. I honestly feel like you kind of went through a thunderstorm a few weeks yeah. ago and now it's like the rain yeah. where sometimes out of the worst things comes like even better people and yeah, ideas absolutely. and like, and also it you truly is like it. Once you allow yourself to be open to good, you know, yes, you, you remove the bad of your life. Once you allow yourself to have some good, it will come. Right. And, and I feel like I went to Mordor and I was like, get me back to the Shire. And I feel like I'm here. <laughs> I feel like I'm here. I'm really happy for, for even you. if just for a moment, it's fucking worth it in a non shit show. Also sentimental sort of way. Like yeah. I know that feeling of having, someone to inspire you and back you and I think I feel that way in my relationship too where like half of the things I do is kind of just for like like this is good right like you know and and it feels good to have a reason to do things rather than we both have had relationships before that almost like drag you down and kind of like shrink you a little bit like I've been in ones before where I would not go to this club or not do something special because you're like in the hurricane of a relationship but when you have someone that like makes you springboard off then it yeah uh, I, I mean I've definitely had those relationships where it's uh it, you just feel like you're walking on eggshells yeah. all the time you feel like you're you're like limited. obsessed with the relationship itself you, and then you're, you're almost I don't know what it is like I mean maybe not everyone has gone through that but I just feel like I've been in things where it's like what am I doing I, I know this is wrong it doesn't feel good I don't feel great I don't feel like the best version of myself but you still do it mm-hmm and then the moment, like right now, I'm looking at this situation and I'm like, holy shit. If I felt like this since I was 20, forget about it. Forget about it. I'd be living on the moon right now. I would. <laughs> I'd have a fucking house up there and I'd be wow. like, see you down there, guys. I figured it out. Isn't that crazy? And I it's think amazing. that's what it's amazing. men and women are supposed to do to each other, like inspire uh, each other. I, and make people them. are supposed to do that to people. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And when you meet someone who is on another level of connectivity uh whether they can express themselves or have great conversation or just uh touch that part of themselves that's so honest and it is just the most exciting thing to see and from what you've told me a little bit before about this person like 
especially if you're single, the best thing you can do too is to make your life the most interesting. Yes. And like volunteer if you want to, write poetry if you want to, because then when you meet someone, you're going to like have all these things of, sure, oh, I do sure. this, I do this. Not just to make it interesting for the other person, but like you're already a fully formed human. Whether, like, yeah. I th- whereas a lot of people do it backwards where they look for the relationship to make them whole, where it's like, yeah. I want to be mindful in this moment. It's like I'm not putting any pressure on anybody in my life to be a certain thing or to keep up a certain uh, quota of like excitement mm-hmm. or interest or passion. Or anything. I'm just feeling a certain way and it's really exciting to have that. It's on me. You know, I'm allowing this to it's come just in. You. And that's really exciting. Well, I think you're your own muse and you're just creating this because we are all just making a video game of our own lives. <laughs> and also, I'm um, thank you for not expecting me to volunteer because I'm not a really good volunteer. I know. I have never even. But what a turn on. To, for someone that volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Me too. Oh, my gosh. No, I forgot. I did volunteer once in seventh <laughs> grade. My friend Courtney and I went into a nursing home to try to be like, we're going to be good Samaritans. Something and, tells me this didn't turn out well. And well, it did for. An old man, not us. But you gave him a hand job. No, he was Shut giving up. himself a hand job. We walked in. My friend Courtney, if she's listening, she's gonna die laughing. I we, like the idea that you can give yourself a hand job. Well, it's called like masturbation. I know, but I would never say I'm gonna go give myself a hand job. So we walked in to be off. candy strippers or whatever they're called. Candy strippers, or like you know, where we we fluff their pillows and candy strip or whatever. What what is candy stripping? I don't know. Well, you, we you, you we got had to talked dress into in something like that completely red weird. and white. Yeah, I don't know. So we showed up at the local nursing home. And a they installed stripper poles. A man, I think he was celebrating his hundred and seventh birthday. What the he fuck? Was spread eagle on the cot or and you know, still jerking it is. off. Yes, and looking at us, going like, Ooh! <laughs> so Courtney and I ran at First top off, speed, almost like uh, bedpans hey, are slipping. I'm slipping on. I'm ripping out people's IVs. Like, and I just I ran out of the nursing home and I never returned again. I kind of feel like looking back at that moment, though, Meryl. At 107, if you're still jerking off and somehow enjoying that, like, good for you. It's true. Especially to a couple 12-year-olds, if you know what I mean, right? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And now Courtney works as, like, a nursing home center director. Yeah, I bet she does. She's, like, the official hand jobber. Oh, no. Well, that's really happy for you. I'm happy that you have a muse. No. I have a muse at this point. Wow. I feel, I don't want to put too much pressure on it. Am I going to walk into you like having one of those pottery, like, you know, in Ghost where you're creating your own pottery I have no idea what this is going to take me. It's very exciting. I'm feeling great. And you deserve it. God, thank you. Yes, thank you. And uh, the moment you stop referring to women as bitches, the moment your life will get better. Anyway, moving on to the next subject. Uh Uh, Thank you for being patient with me with my schedule i was just on a little vacay little vacay which you may have seen from like 1200 of my instagram posts i am so not subtle when i go anywhere yeah no no you're awful (laughs) i actually i I didn't want to tell you this but i don't follow you on instagram no i don't i don't think that's true no you're awful i think you know you still follow the person that like you're awful you'll post like just over here at the you know the poolside and it's like i don't care and then it's like uh, uh, uh something else so ridiculous like 12 pictures of the same thing. It's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> like my sneaker from the left, my sneaker yeah. from the right. <laughs> Here's yeah. a picture of my sneaker looking at my other sneaker. Like, uh, well, you can re-follow me at any point. Okay. I can always Well, you up. would have seen that. Why I don't just, you tell me about your vacay? My vacay. Kay. I just got back from a wonderful time in Palm Springs. Why'd you go? Uh, hanging out with my friends, Michelle and Jeff. They're from the East Coast. Hey, Michelle and Jeff. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. We've got you on the line here. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle has been one of my best friends 
it would have been since second grade, but she was afraid of me because I would bark at her like in the during like a, recess. Like a dog? Yeah. So I used to like run around the school. Did you guys have like something called recess? Yes, Is we that, had recess. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't what, really what know. What did you think? That was a regional thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like where, Wait, we where did you grow up? Pennsylvania. Which and where did I grow up? Ohio. It's one state away. We didn't have the same. Actually, I feel like it's recess because Pennsylvania is always in a state of recession. I don't think is that's that why, why they call oh. it recess. No, I don't no. know. It's okay. You know okay. what? I think most people listening have had recess, except for our friends in the Netherlands. Recess pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are in moods. We are in moods right now. Uh, so I would. Okay, so there would be always be dead birds on the ground because pe- dead birds would fall out of trees. That's like a where thing. We, yes, Chester Street Playground. Uh, we would run around and like the baby birds from the nest, would, they had this beautiful tree, but for some reason it was a stomping ground, no pun intended, of like little baby birds falling out of the nest and falling down on the floor. And myself and a guy named John would always go around and like kick them once they were dead. Like they were... What? Like... Everyone else would be playing like Red Rover, Red Rover. And then myself and John would be like dressed in all black, <laughs> like kicking. What these, are you like, like the birds. goth kids kicking birds? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what they, is wrong they with would you? Be fully every dead. Let you, it be known, PETA. They no, were, every story you tell me, I'm just like, God, how did she make it this far? <laughs> Good Lord. So, as I was doing that, I would also run around and bark like a dog and pretend I was a dog. I okay, let, me, let me paint this picture. Uh, the school psychologist is there. Right? Oh, we didn't have, we couldn't afford it. But that. I'm just saying, he's there. And like, we have this one student. She dresses in all black. She runs around barking at people. And then <laughs> in her uh, spare time, she just steps on dead birds. I would uh, with, kick with, them up with, in the air. I wouldn't like step on them. You kick them like a hacky sack? Yes, exactly. Yep. Why would you do that? I don't know. I had, like, we just needed to, fo- we didn't have it's iPads back thing. then. I mean, no, at it that was point, not. it's a dead yeah, thing. Yeah, it was it, a living was thing. A li- okay, wait. If someone took your grandpa, little pop pop, and they were like, oh, he's dead. We're going to just throw his body around. Would you be okay with it? No. no. See? No, See? I wouldn't. That'd be very sad. Yeah. Well, that was somebody else's pop pop. I was just a young one. I didn't really know what else to do with myself. Jeez. So I always had uh, an object of my friendship was always to become friends with my friend Michelle and her mom encouraged me like or encouraged her be friends with Meryl and and she would always be like no little, she barks in the park little does she know <laughs> she was luring her daughter into killing birds and, exactly oh. so we became good friends in third grade then in fourth grade they separated us because we were too disruptive for the class you guys so, had like jean jackets on said bird killers or something she wouldn't partake in that no she was actually popular and cool and in fifth grade, we were separate in different classes. And my teacher, which you'll really appreciate, Mrs. Ware, like, so her desk was... Why would I appreciate Mrs. Ware? Because Mrs. Ware, uh, I was so disruptive that Mrs. Ware was at the head of the class. Like, her desk was in the front, like how most teachers would be. Yeah. And I was the only student attached to her desk. So it went, like, her desk and then me, like, as a little pod in the front. And then the entire classroom of other, like, 28 Shut students Shut up. You were that back. bad? Yeah. And so I had to be moved up to be attached to my teacher for an entire fifth grade. Oh, my God. And then her daughter, if you want to know, the, you want me to spill the real tea. Spill those beans, girl. Her daughter, Becky Ware, always loved my boyfriend, Elliot. And I think they hooked up. But then he would, like, always come back to me. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean they hooked up? What grade was this? Fifth grade. People are hooking up in fifth grade? Oh, yeah. I had my first French kiss at third grade. Your my fr- mom. French kiss hooking up. My mom brought me to an ice skating rink with my with Elliot and said, like, go do your thing. What do you, what do you mean, go do your thing? Like, French kiss. Seal the deal. Like, she supplied me gum, so our tongues go like, boo. <laughs> I pretended that our <laughs> tongues were two dead birds just melding into oh, one nest. Oh, my God. So, that, so, yeah. So, in fifth grade, Mrs. Ware's daughter, Becky Ware, 
Becky Ware sounds like an athletic oh uh, like clothing company. Becky, like, call me and let me give you some pointers. No, but now. seriously, like, hey, did you guys get that new pair of Becky Ware pants? You always equate things to. Oh, also, you saying that Meryl sounds like porridge has yeah. been a hit. In yeah, the I know. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Right. Yeah, there are people go. Oh, the way that you describe Meryl as porridge as an oatmeal left out too Aww. long. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what we just did. It was almost like a the best of. We just brought it back. <laughs> we brought it back. We got to say the joke all over again. The best of our eight episodes. That <laughs> What's the deal with Meryl's banana yellow walls? No, I'm just kidding. So we reminisced about uh, teachers. and so Okay, so there's many things going on in this okay. scenario. One is, like I feel like teachers, especially where I came from, and you can probably relate from coming from a small town. And, yeah. Um, like, thinking about fifth grade, how I got kind of singled out and reprimanded and kind of isolated for being like boisterous yeah i think like i am happy that it didn't really like squish me down too much because i also think of like if this was california and nowadays they would probably be like oh get that kid in improv class or have that kid do like something (laughs) else but instead i feel like the traditional school and traditional education is set to like take away children's personalities and it's you like think so yeah oh mm. yeah so it's like if you have someone that wants to talk in class or tell jokes so much like create something for them and kind of support that rather than or maybe like i feel like they create something for everyone now i feel like there's so much available yeah but it's almost like when i was a kid there was not a lot of special program after school programs at all it was you're either in sports or right. you're, or Same. you're not in yes. anything. Exactly. Maybe, maybe there was like you could be in band. Oh, yeah, you could oh, be in no. band. I remember I tried to be in band. Uh, I wanted to play the drums. You know, I wanted to fucking get into the drums, and I went and tried to try out and get it. And they're like, "Oh, we already have a drum player, but would you like to play the saxophone?" And I'm like, oh. "No." And they're like, "We'll take it home and think about it." And it's like completely different. You know, I wish I'd learned it, but at the same time, it's like I wanted to play the drums. I had the rhythm in me. Okay. Do you want to know something? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want to make you jelly. You play the drums? Yep. In the marching band. You're stupid. Uh, why? Don't be so jealous of me. Why did they me. make you play the drums? Why did they make me? Because yeah, I was they... an awesome drummer. Where are you, though? Okay, so I started as bass drum in, I think, eighth... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to show you the pictures of me in my marching band outfit. Could we you imagine? We should post them. We should post I them. I will. A young Meryl with, with pimples just, like, popping up. And, oh, a young bowl of porridge. And I would always get in trouble because uh, I wouldn't wear the plume in my cap. You know, like, the plume is the giant yeah. feather thing. Yeah. I would be Why like, wouldn't you? I just wanted to be an individual. Gosh. And so I started on the bass drum and I would walk down the hills like I was a hermit crab because it would hurt my back and I was too little to like hold the actual drum itself. Is it the thing that's over your shoulders? Yes. You were the harness and then this big giant drum. So like walking. I know why they gave you that one. Were you you a little bit bigger when you were younger? No, not at all. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. All right. Because they made me be the catcher in baseball because I was a fat kid. Oh, no, I'm not. I wasn't. There's just a big target and they could just like throwing it at a pillow. I waited until like 33 to be like, and now I'm going to expand. But like, (laughs) no, I was very, I was little and skinny. And so they gave me the bass drum because it's also the easiest to like not mess up where it's basically like, <laughs> like if you hit like a wrong bass note the entire band isn't going to fall apart whereas if you're at doing the quads and you can't do it then it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> so i actually I, like I quit uh i made it through bass drum for i think about two years and then i got promoted to snare wow and i had my own symbol boy shout out to philip and <laughs> we would like i think i did it for two weeks and then i was just an awful snare drum you were done i it was it's too it was too tough for me really I yeah i actually i don't like to 
put in a lot of like effort for that's things. so weird i would say the same thing about you <laughs> like if i'm naturally good at it i'll do it but if it requires like I any woke kind up, of practice oh, yeah. no i don't like practice at all wow i don't really? think practice makes perfect what do you think it makes waste of time wow you hear that guys if you're thinking about doing anything don't do what you're naturally good at <laughs> and then like up to that point and then give up after that that's my how do people get good at sports I'm not good at sports. You just do it. You're but you're you're giving you're giving advice to all people. Yeah. So just if you're not good if straight like, out of the you gate, you miss all of the shots you don't take. So don't practice. Y- them. You are never going to be a motivational speaker, <laughs> ever, ever. Well, I just I don't know. From some people are good at practice. <laughs> I would need to like someone gives you. If at first you don't succeed, then well, quit. Move on to something else. Yeah, I just have never been a practicer, and to be honest, like. I wasn't going to get a drum scholarship. Why on earth would I keep trying? See, that's you. It's all or nothing. It's yes. all or nothing. If you're not going to be the best at something, you quit. Right. That's the deal. That is the deal. Look where it's gotten me. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting in my fucking living room doing a podcast <laughs> that nobody listens to other than the Netherlands. Don't say, the other people, don't say that. No, listen to it. I love all of our listeners. Thank you. Jesus. So yeah, so that's been that. The other thing that I've been really taking control of in my life yes is communicating with my friend group that hits me up for their multi-level marketing schemes because i feel like (laughs) (laughs) i don't is this a thing for you or not because i have uh i don't think so oh my gosh okay so like even on the way here i got a message from someone now working for arbon i don't know if you've heard of arbon no i think i don't think so it's kind of like so there's all these like smoothie companies and like gluten-free and dairy-free like powders stuff like that there's yes. also like a beach body one and i feel like every single girl that in my age group that's like 35 and yeah. wants to be either a stay-at-home mom or wants to quit her job is part of this like thing and so i genuinely get like probably two facebook messages a day like every day from someone that just started their oil company and can oh. they ha- can, I, can they come over and have an oil party oh it's like the modern day avon or something yes exactly it, it, but it's like a somewhat of a scheme of like you get somebody to sell underneath you then you make more money yes. and you buy all the product and you send it there was a whole documentary on that stuff what, what's that one big company it's like a green shake company or oh something. oh yeah yeah um uh, we'll just vita say something or vita yeah. oh vita mm, not vita mix but like yeah yeah i know what you mean vi- life like vita life or i don't know yeah, something know. like that but yeah so vita la vita <laughs> vita la vita loca I I know everyone's going, we already know what it is. We know what it is. It's like, uh, shoot, Herbalife. Herbalife. That's what it is. So, yes, I get hit up for doTERRA. I'm looking through my messages right doTERRA? now. Doterra? Okay, so doTERRA is oils. Right? And okay. these are personal Facebook messages to me in this past week. Someone working for doTERRA, someone working for uh, Rodan and Fields Skincare. Okay. And I have to say, their salespeople are like, the most aggressive because they'll I'll post a picture and they'll be like, would you like to know how to make your smile lines and wrinkles go away? No. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I'm like, stop trolling my own photos. <laughs> like, how am I insulted? And yes, here's my 19.99 per month, please. <laughs> um, something called Plexus. I don't even know what that is. Plexus. Uh, something. Someone else, old school, Mary Kay. But someone else pimping his wife out for Mary Kay. So like, I'm getting requests that like I should follow his wife because she works for Mary Kay. Yikes. And Shakeology, Beachbody. Bo, this is like. That's I don't know what is going on with my. Uh, you must have signed up for something. But these are like personal people I know. I signed up for. Uh, <laughs> you signed up for <laughs> friendships and you got that yeah. shit. Okay, so you just feel like it's going like people are just going for it. Yeah, so that's weird because like Herbalife, there was that whole documentary on it, how it was just a big scam. I mean, and, and 
maybe it's worked for some people, but a lot of people were going into debt, buying the product to keep up and get really? some sort of profit and they weren't getting anything. Yeah, there's a there's a definitely a good documentary on Netflix. There there was. I'll have to look it up. Have you ever done any see that's the kind of thing that I would I've never done any of that stuff. I never sold knives door to door. I've never no. never jumped in on any of those things. I feel like even if I was like desperate for money, I could still I wouldn't even be good at it. What are you talking about? Earlier you said you were gonna work at a laundromat. <laughs> I said so I could like because I like the smell of it, not, because, oh. not for anything else. You're like, I need to get a second job. Maybe I'll get one at a laundromat. I was like, don't do that. For like, for the calming. Something, there's something about there's a laundromat. Calm, that I, yeah, there's nothing. Not the calming. ones in San Diego. God, this is the ones in San Diego are like really depressing. But in my uh, I, okay, I'd like to hear from one person on this planet that says, oh, you know what I love to do? Laundromats. So great. I positive, like, positive in every way. No, people are there like dying. They're slowly <laughs> dying. But in the process, they're like, well, I better have clean clothes and they bury me. The spin you know? cycle of life. Yeah, it's, it's awful. No, okay. So and since our last p- podcast, yeah, uh, I'm not going to do the dog walking anymore. Why? I've decided not to. It is too... I'm held liable for too much. Oh. I can't walk... It's the very risky. The girl who used to kick dead birds <laughs> is suddenly like, I can't have a life on my hands. I think it's... Uh, no, I mean, no, 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 no. I don't care. Not about the dog, about me. Like, I think it's too scary to walk into a home without knowing people's dogs. And the dogs are always going to, like, attack me. So I don't really know. They're not always going to. Okay. Okay. You had a bad experience. Yes. But they're not always going to attack you. Well, as we know from my past experience, <laughs> one and I'm done. One, <laughs> I have a, a zero tolerance policy for anything uncomfortable in my life. So. Oh, that must be very stressful for your boyfriend. Like, oh, he oh, never God. makes me uncomfortable. No, but I'm saying like you go into a situation where he's like, he really wants you to do something. And then you're like, he just knows if it's not a good experience, never again. He does know that. Oh. And also it's been a lot better with our dog situation. Good. There has been uh, significantly less feces on the floor. That's <laughs> relating great. to his dogs. That's great. <laughs> yeah, just with the dogs. And you guys are still shitting all over the floor. No, but. I feel like he's just really stepped it up and... I feel like things are going way better, and I've unlocked the secret. Oh. The secret is for me to stop being cuckoo. Uh, yes, that is definitely like, the secret. I feel like this all this kind of turmoil that we were having over the past couple of months, I shifted myself, and like sunshine yes. came out. Nothing that's, what, was, that's what I was saying to you. Your reactions are so important to the relationship, yes. and you were acting crazy. I know. It's really strange. That's not strange. It's strange that you were doing it. But it's strange if I just chill and I'm like, wait, he's really not picking that many fights with me. And like, he's not unsatisfied. And he's not, like, this has all been kind yeah, of my own. Yeah, the key own. to it all is just to be cool. Wow. These that are is something that you literally just learned? Like probably a couple of days ago, I was thinking things are like really good. And if I look at my, it, look why, it's because I've really changed my attitude. But <laughs> why are you laughing so hard? It's true. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes I listen to you and I'm just like, how? I'm so, how did I get How'd so lucky? How would you make it this far? How? Well. You just flipped your hair. Like, well. I think we have. How I made it this far is the teachers that tried to hold us back. Okay. I kept on We're surviving. On so, yeah. So, okay. To wrap up that. Yeah. Why don't you wrap it up? Well, if you have students or no, if you have kids <laughs> and they're getting in trouble at school. Yes. Don't try to like succumb them to traditional teachings uh, tell us in all your knowledge uh-huh. of being a parent uh tell us what parents should do <laughs> i'm not a parent but i, I know am. it's a parent 
<laughs> See what I did there? I'm throwing myself into this Netflix fire. <laughs> what if I just jump in your TV? And <laughs> yeah, just so our listeners know, I always have a fireplace on Netflix. You can actually go on Netflix and just search fireplace. And so I always have it because natural gas is too expensive. What if instead of a guest, we just get like like a hologram of like a person just answering us? But no. We have the... Okay, yeah. Michelle and I were just reminiscing in Palm Springs about how our teachers tried to tear us apart and... Uh. How it only we would do this conga dance in fifth grade. We'd go down the halls and say like, "It only makes us stronger. It only makes us stronger." Uh, how old are you guys? This was in fifth grade, you, and we yeah. have remained really good friends like every single year. Every single well, there hasn't been like a like months that we haven't talked at all since we're now. It'd be funny if you you guys like go back to the same hotel every year, and they're all like, "Oh no, here they these come girls." Again. Do you still have friends from like your second and third grade and everything? Uh, no. I, I actually don't have any friends from my hometown. Really? I, mean, I have people that I know and that I used to be really close with, but we haven't talked in years. See, I, I feel like I, 60% yeah. of who I talk to is I have like three really great girlfriends from back home. And yeah. that is like, but Michelle's husband, Jeff, has mentioned before that he thinks it's kind of weird that like all of our best friends are still from like second and third grade. I'm going to have them all on the podcast one time and they're going to have to talk oh, about I can't wait. all at the same time. I, I can't they're, wait. they're my peeps. Yeah, you know, my town was so small, 800 people, so you don't have a very big pool to, like, have a lot of close people long-term. Right. Know? Graduating class class of, like, 60, 40 to 60, you know? Mm-hmm. And then of those people, it's like, phew, half of that's the football team, and the other half is the uh, women's basketball team. That's oh, my it. gosh, you guys had a women's basketball team? I think so. I don't, I don't actually remember. <laughs> would you go to basketball games growing up? No, I no. wouldn't go to any. Oh, I had the worst experience at a sporting event. <gasps> what happened? <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, share. Okay. This is an absolutely true story. And I have to preface it with that because otherwise you're going to be like, there's no way. There's no way. Uh, okay. So you know how every uh, elementary school or high school has like a pep rally, right? Yeah. Most do. It's like, yep. Uh, this cheerleaders. Was, yeah, and cheerleaders and the, the players or whatever. And they're all like getting you riled up and paper banners and people are running oh through gosh. shit and like, let's win tonight. I wish I like, like that, had right? 10% of that spirit in me. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> like, no. For how peppy I am. No. Like, I am thriving now, but I feel like when I think of back then, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I love that this is me thriving. <laughs> but I really feel like I am thriving. But like yeah. back then, I just remember sitting at those things, Mm-mm. right? No. All right. Let me finish the story. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. So it's like football season. Okay. It's a pep rally. And they decided they were going to have this like Olympics. Okay. So the Olympics were, you know, they're going to have the football players against certain parts of the school. Okay. It's not a very big school, but you've got uh, seventh graders and eighth graders. And I, they started calling people down. And it was like, oh, we're going to have a sack race with the teachers and Oh, we're going to do a three-point throw basketball game with the football players versus uh, somebody else, right? Uh, some of the teachers in different parts of the staff. Were all of your teachers people that did well in high school? And no, like, it's just a small town. Nobody did well, ever. But I feel like a lot of the teachers were like, we were popular in maybe. that snapshot in time. Definitely, so we're I gonna... feel like my gym teacher was like somebody that was like probably the, the football captain yeah. in high school. And then he grew up and was like, well, I guess I'll do this. Cause there's nothing else in this. I have small a lot of that. Town. Exactly. A lot of them like still live in their glory yeah, days. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they were doing these Olympics and then they get to a part and uh, listen, I don't want to be there. I was a really, I, I've said this before, but like, I was a really heavy kid as a, as a young and, uh, I didn't have a lot of friends and I was into art and I dressed kind of funny. I was just a little bit ahead of my time, but also like out of my element. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> California's 
I yeah. we there is no surprise to me that you and I both ended up yeah, in California. By the so way, true. is it it's California so is a portal for like people it like is. us? I think it's it yeah, yeah. And so, and honestly, yeah. So I'll tell you, like this was a defining moment in my life. But like, uh, they start calling people down uh, to do the next game in this Olympics, and they set up three tables that were like six foot long, and they call down five football players, and then they call my name, and I was like, oh no, what is this? I'm. I don't want anything to do with whatever this is. I'm oh, I'm no. not friends with these people and there's no reason that I should be getting called. And I'm like, no, 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 thank you. And I kind of like just avoided it. And then the whole school oh, no. started screaming my name, like <gasps> chanting like, like Bo, Bo. And I was like, oh my God. And I could just hear my mom's voice going like, kill him with kindness. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, oh. And so there was really no denying it. I had to go down. So there's five kids players. are relentless. They probably yeah, would have oh, like yeah. dra- oh, physically yeah. dragged They're you pushing down. me and stuff like, yeah, go, go. And everybody's laughing. And it was like something out of like a horror film. Yeah. In a way. Carrie, like, like where it's like slow blood. motion. All of a sudden it's like, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is bad news. And so they, I, but I'm like, you know what? Just be a good sport. Get through this moment. It's all good. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what game we're playing, whatever. So I go down and so they put five players on the right of me. And then I'm at the center table. And then there's five more people called all football players on the right of me. So imagine a long, almost like the last supper and I'm Jesus in this picture. Okay. Okay. Yep. And so as we get there, there's chairs. And so we're sitting down and we're all facing the rest of the school, the auditorium. And they decide this is going to be, of course, a pie eating contest. Oh, and I'm just mortified. Uh Like, of course, there's 10 football players and then there's me. In the center, right? Oh, my god! And I'm like, oh, this is just bad all around, right? So they start putting down these cheap tin plates or like uh, like foil, you know, those foil pie pans. Uh-huh. And they're just filled with whipped cream. It's like there's no pie there. It's just right, right, whipped right. cream. Yep. And, they, and they start blindfolding everybody. So they're blindfolding people. And, and then they get to me and they blindfold me. And they, they set the pie down. And that's the last thing I see. They set the pie down. They blindfold me. And then they're like telling the rules, which, of course, there's no rules, right? It's like on the count of three, eat your pie. And it's like, so they go three, two, one. And then the whole place just starts shouting and screaming. It's like, it's so loud. And I'm, I, I remember in this moment of just like quiet in my mind, I was like, all right, dude, what are you going to do here? Right. You have and to I, and do I was it. Like, Cause otherwise people are going right, to boo you. I, right. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a good sport. And clearly they're making fun of me, like in the sense of like, th- they want me to like race these other people. And wait, and were be you, the you might have said kid. this, but were you blindfolded? I missed Yeah, we were all blindfolded. Okay, so you yeah, guys yeah. Were blindfolded. yeah. Okay. And so everyone starts eating their pies and I'm just like, oh, and so I, I, t- I just put my face in the pie. I'm not eating. It's just fucking whipped cream. And then of course people are laughing and it's funny and it's like, great, this is fucking awful. Right. And so then of course, I mean, you're not stupid. I get done eating the pie. They take my blindfold off and I was the only <gasps> one eating the pie. Oh, so you were <laughs> yeah. eating a pie in front of the entire yeah. no. alone alone Bo. Oh my God. That would make me like either go be puff daddy or like <laughs> murder someone or like, or invent some type of cool whip to like get back. Into the I know that's an awful story. And it almost, and like <gasps> I said, I always preface it with like, this actually happened because it sounds like an Wait, after school special. I have so many questions. So, yes. so, so you took your blindfold off and you were the only one and yes. everyone was laughing at yes. you and the teachers were in on this. Okay. So here's the deal. This is what I found out later is that it was the first pep rally that was actually designed or ran by the cheerleaders. Okay. So they hadn't run this idea by the teachers. Now I didn't find that out. I found that out years later, years later because 
you know, I got done. I wiped my fa- face off. Did you cry? No, like right at, I, I remember not crying. I remember being mortified and really hurt. Yeah. But I was already an outcast. I was already picked on all the time. I think they call me fat kid and all this stuff. So it's like I already had that on me. Right. And it was like, OK, just another yeah. another nail yeah, in the yeah. coffin yep. kind of thing. I remember leaving school and uh, I got home. And I'm, of course, I think I just like solved that problem with eating a box of Twinkies and playing <laughs> video games. Right. Which is why I was a heavy kid anyway. But like. I remember my mom getting home and I didn't say a fucking word. I didn't tell, I don't tell anybody, you know, but my mom was like, Hey, let's go shopping. And clearly she had already gotten word by somebody. Oh. A kid went home, told their family oh, or parent, the, mom the parent called, called said, my mom. Yeah. My mom knew, but never let on that, that she knew. And she's like, let's go shopping. And I was like, all right, whatever. She's like, maybe there's a video game you want to get. And I was like, oh, what? No. So it was like, at that time, it was like Nintendo was like really hot. And I was like, yeah, there's always a video game. And I remember we went, I got new shoes, like new clothes. I got a video game. It was like the greatest shopping spree of my life. <laughs> and of course, I didn't say anything about it. And she didn't say anything about it to me. I just thought like, what a cool day. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yep. <laughs> In my little boy dumb brain, I was just oh. like, oh, this ended awesome. And now I got a video game to play all weekend. Oh. And it's like. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad, but I have to tell you, like that moment was a defining, like I said earlier, that it was a defining moment in my life to say, I do not want to be here. This is not where I belong. Right. I clearly don't fit in. I got to get out of here and I've got to beat these guys by being smarter or funnier or more talented or something because it isn't going to be in sports. It isn't going to be in athleticism. Right. It's not going to be that way. And it's not going to be in that small fucking town. So like, you know, for a long time, my parents were hurt when I left. I was like, I'm out and I ain't never coming back, you know? And they were like, your home is here. I'm like, I don't want to be here. No. I don't want to be here. I remember they, my mom called me and said, well, they're bulldozing the old school. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, you go and like whipped cream it. Yeah. So did anyone like, did ever... you put those kids in there that <laughs> did that <laughs> to me have. and then bulldoze it? Did anyone ever say like the next day or the day after, did they say sorry? It was a Friday or? because it was a, a pep rally. Oh, okay. So, so by Monday, it was just forgotten. It was old news. I mean, I was still fat kid on Monday. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's not like that changed. Um, but what I would say is like, um, you know, every school has an anti-bullying campaign. And I, but I don't know if that's the answer. I want to say that no kid should be bullied. Right. But at the same time, that created something in me that has, has made me who I am. Like if I hadn't had that moment, I don't know where I would be because that was the moment that I was like, I'm fucking out. Right. And, and some- I changed everything. When I got into high school, I went to vocational school half a day. That's where half a day you go, and I was taking drafting, and it was not with the people I went to high school with. It was a different school. And so I went half a day at my school, half a day there. And it was like I was motivated to do that because I hated my school. And then I was motivated to go to college because I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And then I was motivated to move to San Diego or to New Jersey or wherever ever I've been, all based on, like, I'm not going back there. You know? I totally know. And, and actually, one of the Rodan and Fields ladies that you would that uh is one of the really popular cheerleaders from school so it's like now she's hitting me up wondering if i'll buy her lotion for 29.99 a month which is so funny and because i mean i do i totally get what you're saying i think the antidote to why i did not get bullied or anything like that is in that scenario i would have like stood up and like whipped creamed myself and like taken a bow like, like i kind of almost <laughs> like you took control you yes, would have taken i would control. like circumvent anything about being like yeah i'm weird like 
do you know how weird I am? And just kind of like, yeah, like I'm going to out weird you. Yes. You're yes, not yes. going to pick on me because I'm ahead of this game. Exactly. So, you know, I wish I had that in me at the time. I think I was just kind of like a, I, w- I was definitely sarcastic and I, I was always sort of like the oddball. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think I've always been kind of funny, but, um, when the, the uh, audience, when was that? I mean w- that year. Oh no, no, I'm the funny. When would oh, when did the funny stuff or start? No, when does it oh, begin? Oh, oh, oh Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this where I say fuck you? No, no, that's yeah. where you say love uh, you. <laughs> no, I think it, like I, I like I said, it's just like I had to turn up the things that I was good at. Yeah, that was art. That was maybe comedy. That was maybe writing things I could do alone. I mean, that's why I've been a loner. I mean, the sports and the things that I've I got into taekwondo. I started rollerblading, even though oh that didn't gosh. that didn't really help it's my like image. Like an inside impression commercial yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I started doing things that that just took me, like to do. I didn't yeah. need a team, and so I notice in my life now, it's like a lot of the things that I do, I do. I'm, I'm a freelance artist, you know. Oh, by yourself? Yeah, yes, I do it exactly. by myself. Exactly. Uh, the things that I enjoy activities are usually by myself, like sex. surfing. Oh. Yeah, sex. Yes. Like yep. I do hand jobs to myself <laughs> all the time. You know, it's it's that kind of thing where uh, you just you take control of your own thing, your own destiny, and you just say, "This is what I got to be." I'm I, like I can't, that I can't with depend you. on. And you know, I. I look back and it's that age old story where you look back at the, the cheerleading squad or the, the captain of the football team and, you know, where are they? You know, some of those guys, they go on and they do amazing things. Right. They become amazing A lot of them people. are attorneys and doctors and, and, and yeah. And, and some of them, you know, I've looked back and I've seen some of those people. They're living in that same town of 800 oh people gosh, or, yes. or the next town over. They really moved it up. And, that, and you know what? I don't want to sit here and be like, well, you lost and I won. I don't believe that. What I believe is that. The motivation I had to go through, the torment that I went through in my high school days, my junior high days, created that version of me that was going to go out and do something instead of sit there and go, well, I'm the most popular kid in school. I guess I don't have to work for anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I totally. So I really appreciate that. And that's where I'm, I'm struggle with the whole bullying thing because it's like bullying created me. Yeah, it created me. yeah. And I fight not to be the bully because sometimes it's easy to be the funny guy and then someone says something, you go, you know, you like, you rip on them, but I got to be cruel. You got to be careful. I feel like you would never, ever, I would never do this too, is to like set a scenario like the pie thing to intentionally humiliate someone. Like, I don't think we would even, I would, I would not want to, I couldn't watch another human being like, really get hurt like that yeah but i've had I my mean, share I, of like laughing the good thing is, is i still enjoy pie so that's good <laughs> say, honestly like harness it what if we just what enter a, in a pie eating contest for what, real what if you have a pie aversion you're just like oh get those pies away from me <laughs> every if, thanksgiving like, i lose it what if we call all those other uh should we make, players should and we make then, a call should and we, we put the blindfold on and then when they take them off you're like banging their wives and what stuff? if it's like uh what if it's just like they're all own like a law firm together? It's like <laughs> pie and pie. Yeah, pie eater and pie eater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But I think that's good, and I think, I think kids should get their own. Like I don't know, I was just born with almost like too much self esteem. Where like I know I was, you know, I, I was like it's just inflating. I kind of came like <laughs> it's not inflating. No, I, no, that's what I love about you, though. You really are. You're just like relentlessly you, and I really love. Thank that you. you. Yeah, even though you shouldn't be, honestly, <laughs> well, and everyone agrees. That doesn't phase me. All the people that write into the show, they're like, Whew, no. how do you do it, Bo? But even growing up, I, I truly like I didn't have one bullying or negative comment but i think it was because kids were like a maybe a little bit scared of me even like of being like not physically but like mentally this girl's like admittedly off kilter yeah (laughs) and b like 
who cares? Like I'm like, who cares? And so it's just kind of, I don't know. I wish people bullying too had a self sense of self, like so strongly that it's like when people can sense that, like what they say about you doesn't deter you, Mm -hmm. then they're, then they just don't do it almost. It's kind of like the thing where it's like when you're already a little bit popular, you always have friends when you already are dating someone, they have other people come around. I think if people can sense that it doesn't like move you one way or another, it like no one even says anything like that. And if they do, then like, then they're the outcast and then they have people like sicked on them. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I think it's, you're right. The people might need a tiny bit of bullying to also have a thick skin yeah. and like stand up for themselves. I think, I think kids do get bullied regardless if there are campaigns against it. I think it's just going to happen. There's always going to be the popular kid. I think it happens less, especially in California. It's very touchy here. You right. know, there's all this like everyone is included. Everyone is equal. And and I think that's great. I'm not working against that. I just do think that sometimes you need to get your ass handed to you a little bit in order to come out of that. You got to have a forest fire in order to have yes. that new growth, that that lush, beautiful forest come back. And, oh, my gosh. And I, I definitely feel like my high school days were uh, my forest fire. I remember my dad telling me like. You know, he didn't fucking know what was going on. He had no clue. He was barely visible in my life in in the way that like he was working. He's a good man, but he's like not like, come on, son, we're gonna go right. do this thing, and I'm gonna teach you a lesson. You know, it wasn't like that. But he told me he goes, high school, best years of your life, and I was like, oh, oh no. fucking kill me yeah. now. No, I, if I this is too. the best, this I'm done. And honestly. My best years have been way later. Yeah, I felt that way. In high school, I would like doodle pictures of myself, like me when I'm 30. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I knew it was going to be well, and better. My, my dad was like the like the wrestling champ uh, in high school. He went to yep. state, won state championship of wrestler. He was, he's like, you know, he's like a, the size of Danny DeVito, but he was like all muscle and Popeye. And, and he just like get down there and he's like, Mr. Popular, right? Of course. And then, then then I get born. I'm the exact opposite. Right. They roll me to school and they're like, oh, we got to shop in the Husky section. Or have another cake, Bo, you know, or pie. Pie, whatever. yeah. Yeah. Diabetic. And, and so um, he didn't know what to do with me. I was an art kid. He was a sport guy, you know. I think that that happens a lot of times. I also, if I had a kid that was the bully, I would yeah. humiliate them. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hell no. We're yeah. going to the mall and you're going to stand with like a sign <laughs> on you that says, like, I would not. Yeah. I think also the bullying has to start with the parents i agree and and i'm sorry but if i was a parent i would check my kid's phone i'm nosy with them too at at a certain age different that's different that's different i'm just nosy. that's not some stranger in a fucking starbucks (laughs) it could be or you're you're one of your best friends writing a personal message to someone i want to make sure you're not bullying and then you're like oh really they're gonna pick up cock rings okay (laughs) cool it's like what the fuck well i also i like to monitor to make sure no one's bullying each other so i know you're not you're just nosy you know what? I'm going to let you be nosy. Okay, well, why don't we be nosy? Uh, wait a second. What are you doing? Are you doing a segue? I am pulling out of Your, our camp uh, bag. Oh, okay. What, uh-huh. The camper of the week. Roll call! And now it's time for the camper of the week. So this week's camper of the week <laughs> is Brian hey, from Brian. Burbank. With an eye, I hope. Yes, with an I. Thanks. Now we can be friends. Hi, Brian. <laughs> uh, Brian writes to us and says, hey, Bo and Merrill. Oh, hey, Brian. Hey, I hey, feel so like we know you. you. Uh, love the pod. Ooh, I think Ooh. I know what he did right there. Remember when I had that episode where I called it a pod? And yep, then, and then yeah. you called it a cast. And, yep. Yeah. You do remember? Uh, Gosh, greatest yeah. hits. I can't forget because greatest you remind hits. me like, yep. 
he says, long time, first time. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> what are some things that help keep up the creativity and stay motivated to create personal work as a writer slash artist outside of your day job? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Oh, I really like that. Brian, I think about that all the time. Wow. That was great. Thank you, Brian. We're not going to answer it. <laughs> we are. No. Okay. Go Why ahead. don't you go first? No, you go first. Okay. I'll go Ladies first. Ladies fast. What a little gentleman. <laughs> well, okay. So for my day job also, I have to be creative. So I'm like already in creative land for day job. And then I also want to make sure that it doesn't take away from my side projects your side my side my side piece um so day job I do copywriting blah 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 and then my uh other stuff okay so I love the outdoors okay and this seems so like it took a, a serious left turn right there why I'm saying what oh, I'm doing oh, oh, for oh, my yeah. personal yes. motivation go, and everything. Go, yes. okay walking for me okay walking not is the running thing. not the gym not anything else just walking I can be listening to something I can be by yeah. myself I can be talking on the phone something about like the motion of just moving forward and yeah. like seeing new sites. Like I need to walk, I think at least 30 to 40 minutes mm -hmm. a day and, or else I feel like really cooped up. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's something about my energy. I need to like walk and I've always okay. been a walker. I love that. So that helps you, when me. you're, you're kind of like to stay creative, to stay busy, you walk and it kind of gets you into that motion. And while I'm walking, I don't even think about the thing that I have. Like, so say we're writing a sketch or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go for a walk and I feel like, the sketch comedy ideas will come out if I'm interacting with like someone at a coffee shop. Sure, of like, course. The more I can get out in the world, and I think it's very easy as a writer or as a creative to sit inside and like want to hold yourself up. But mm. I think the best thing for me is interacting in public almost a little bit more than I'm even comfortable of doing. Yeah. Because that also sparks me out of my comfort zone and like introduces me to new people where I can take little bits of their personalities and like it put them into things. 100% I agree with you. Yes. And it even gets a chance to like the other day I was driving and I saw a car that, Oh, it was a Prius that had a bumper sticker that said like, um, like included all kinds or something. And I'm like, I am so annoyed. Oh no, it said equality. And I'm just like the thought of like a Prius with a bumper sticker that said equality <laughs> on it. I'm like, I am so annoyed, but I'm like, but, and I don't know why it just got my creative juices flowing. of yeah. kind of like thinking about other things that annoyed me. And then, uh, it just sparked me. And I think like traveling, of course, I mean, it depends. Sure. Like, even if you don't, even if you can't afford like a trip to Spain or anything like that right away, just going anywhere, whether it's yeah. like a new place you haven't been. Um, for me, I'm off of it now. I need to get back on it. But when I was juicing and like drinking smoothies and stuff, I know it sounds oh, crazy. Like, like Herbalife? <laughs> you have this bag right here. Like, uh, this and some essential oils. You can take them home today. But I felt like when I was... Uh, drinking like raw juices i know it sounds really crazy it just made you feel great and creative i felt like so i have never come up with like I don't, I don't think it's ever been the same since then so i would say that um i don't meditate right now i used to do that i don't really i just don't like yoga like i'm not this big yeah. like i don't need to surf i know everyone has their own particular thing but i would say for me mine is walking and spending time with animals and juicing all right good thank you and mine's also speaking like a little baby. Nope, don't do that. Don't do that. And having both nope. tuck me in. Nope. Brian Not with an eye. Nope. Uh, well, Brian, I would say the things that keep me going creatively, and, and this is kind of like the object in motion stays in motion sort of thing. I just keep going. I muscle through it. I start something. Uh, in other words, I mean, that's an easy, an easy uh, answer to that. But... Um, I find myself putting myself into really 
weird, awkward, crazy situations as much as possible. So I'm always down. I'm, I try to be very spontaneous, like always down to do something new. If somebody called me right now and said, hey, I got this weird thing. It might be. I'm like, yep, I'm oh, in. Oh, I love that. Like I'm when we in. were just on a podcast basically about yep. UFOs yep. and without even hesitation, you were like, I got it. So Absolutely. Yes. Because I, like I feel like those things spark so many ideas for me. Just even taking a drive or like a last minute thing, that spontaneity keeps my brain young. And uh, I find, especially when I'm writing short films and things like that, all of the ideas come from those things. It's like, uh, and I mentioned this before in another podcast, but it was like, uh, they talk about, like Pixar talks about going out and living your life, like going out and just doing things, whether it's go bowling or, or go fishing or something like that. Um, those things are going to spark ideas for stories. Right. Don't sit in a cubicle if, if you're creative or not and bang your head against the wall. And like figure it out. It's like take a walk. Like you yeah, said, go out life. and do something. It will come to you. It just will. Yes. And I also recommend a book called The Artist's Way. I like that book a lot. Oh, yeah. I've seen, um, yeah. And I think a lot of excuses that we let ourselves tell ourselves is that there's not enough time, blah, blah, blah. But like, nope, it's all bullshit. Even if you have a nine to five job and you commute. Listen, yes. Like. If you wake up and maybe even 20 minutes earlier and just challenge yourself there, to write. Uh, my business partner always says this. And, and, and you know what? It's like, I'm sure it's a quote from many different people. But uh, what he says is, you know, just commit to 30 seconds a day to drawing or whatever it is you were trying to do. 30 seconds a day to playing the guitar because there's a high probability that when you start playing for 30 seconds, you end up playing for a minute yeah. and a minute turns into five and five turns into 30 and you get something going. Yes. So you just got to commit to just do it. Whether you got to set your clock 10 minutes before, you know, jump out of bed and do a quick drawing or do a quick, whatever it is that you're into. Ooh, I'm so sparked by this question. And, and, and just start it because the hardest part is a, a blank canvas. That's the hardest fucking part. You've got to put a stroke on there and know that you can paint over it. So just start that project. Start doing it and just give yourself that motivation of like, I'm just going to work a minute. I'm going to work five minutes. I'm going to work 20 minutes. Whatever yes. it is that's not a huge commitment for you, just do it. And that's, I mean, that's the same thing with the gym. It, you start going to the gym for five minutes a day. Five minutes is nothing, right? You could take five minutes. Even if it took you an hour to get to the gym and back, if you did five minutes at the gym every day, Next thing you know, you'd be doing 10 and then you'd be 20 in an hour. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're where you want to be. It's just those baby steps. You just got to keep it going. Yes. And I think we make it harder on ourselves. Like for sure, even if you don't want to go to the gym doing pushups at home, or even if you don't want to drive to like a college to take a writing class, you can do it all like right now at home. And I think a lot of times people that don't have time or money, you can take free online classes. One thing I was going to say too, is to like, trim the fat of what doesn't make you creative in your life so like yeah. i've started looking at things that aren't important to me for example like standing in line for an hour at brunch on a sunday like i don't want to do That's that anymore yeah. and so i can use those 40 minutes on a sunday or 60 minutes to use that as like i'm going to eat breakfast at home and then yeah. dedicate that time that we would normally be sitting at brunch for yeah. like for writing or for doing something else and i think even with friendships too i'm like I can go out drinking with this friend for three hours or I could uh, talk with them on the phone for 15 minutes, connect with them and yeah. then say, have a great day and then like use it for my own time. It's funny. The older I get, the less I'm willing to wait in lines. It's really a I, waste because of time. I find it to it. be such a waste of time. So when I pull up to a restaurant, and there's a line out the door. I don't care how good it is. I'm like, we can go someplace else. We'll just go in and grab something different. Right. And it's the same thing with like, uh, I don't go to theme parks anymore because it's like, 
You're just waiting in line all day. It doesn't matter. That experience can't be that good. I've been to too many theme parks in my life. And it's not me being old and crotchety. It's like, if you love that, go for it. But like for me, I can do a, I can do a lot better doing something else. Right. And, and say it's, it's a weird balance between like saying yes to things, like how you said, like new things, but yeah. also saying no, because I say no to a ton. Because you got to say no. I also know, like, find out what kind of fits under your umbrella. Like, if you're really into writing and someone wants to do something else, I don't know, it's a weird thing between, like, experiencing life, but then also saying no to things that aren't under your Well, I think when you're talking about experience, you can say yes to anything. When you're talking about work that you're uh, agreeing to or projects, Mm -hmm. that's different. I think you should say no to things. Like award shows. Right now, I'm done with local award shows. I've done some work with them in the past, and I think, like, I don't really get anything out of them. It doesn't seem to be a good use of time. And so yeah, I... It's just you you had your time and somebody yeah. who's never done it might be like, I'm going to try this new experience. Right. So you got to know when you get in and when to get out. Nice. Great question, Thank Brian. You, Brian. Thank you so much. We hope that we answered it for you. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> no, no. Final. Now it... The final what? You don't even Count know. Down. I swear to God, you are just straight out of the gate and you never know what's going on. <laughs> Forget it. I'm like a horse that's running the that's wrong like one way. one of the most popular songs of all time. Eye it's, of the it, Countdown. Eye of the Countdown? Yeah. All right. Never mind. It's, oh, no. Let's do it. I know what you're thinking of. What is it? I would it? love to do it. You are? Yep. You, you would like it? I would absolutely be so happy to do it. I think we should do a little bit more. Yay! So this is the part of the show where we talk a little bit about what we're into. Is there anything new? Anything out there? Anything fresh and exciting and totally cool you want to tell the world about, Meryl? Yes. Please tell us. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I just got excited about Very a little bit Very creative more. now. I know. Whatever. I, I just got super inspired. I'm ready to run like the wind. Your muse. My muse is coming back. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait till like five months in when I you know. and your muse like argue about like what no. kind of ice cream you want to eat. Like <laughs> call me when you guys buy a house and the roof is leaking. Like <laughs> I once had a muse. <laughs> we, <laughs> you, you used to be my muse. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I would like to recommend... Another yes. podcast. Oh, these are my ladies. Okay, tell I'm, us. In full disclosure, I'm also the copywriter for this podcast. Oh so, God! No, 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 no. You're plugging. You're plugging. I have many different uh, podcast clients okay. that I work on, Go but ahead. this is one of my favorites. It's, it's a, your s'more, not mine. I know so it do is. It. I love these ladies so much. The podcast is called "This Is Fifty with Sherry and Nancy, and they are two hilarious women. So Sherry is well known. Sherry Salata because she worked with Oprah for many years. She was. Uh, the producer of the Oprah Winfrey show for wow. 20 years. I know. So That's it was, pretty awesome. It was a big deal when she left. And so this company slash kind of uh, movement that she started on her own is called Story, like story.co. Okay. And the podcast of that is called This is 50. So herself and another woman, Nancy. This is 50. This is 50. Okay. They're extremely funny. They have like a, so they're basically rebranding the 50 mid 50s midlife and what it means for women especially and uh they just have a hysterical take on they're both single so they're they do their lady 50 ladies like take on dating that's um, awesome working out and just kind of they have these different pillars of life so like spirituality happiness uh and they touch upon all the different things that i mean they have a ton of experience they're funny they're 
smart business women like Sherry calls in some pretty major guests too. So they have some That's so cool. pretty heavy hitters and celebrities and I laugh along and listen and I feel like they're like me, hopefully, when I get to be fifty and just completely don't give a fuck. Like yeah. like they're very wild, amazing women. So That's awesome. I'm a fan. This All is right. fifty with Sherry and Nancy. Cool. What about you? This week I'm gonna give something a little bit easier. Uh, because you know, if you send a podcast or a, a movie or a book, it's like it's it's a lot. It's to, a lot for someone to take on. It's a lot to on. say. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go change my life and do this thing, right? Yes. Um, I read a poem this week, oh. and I thought it was good. Okay. okay. But I mean, maybe you've maybe you've read it already because roses it's, are red. <laughs> it's uh, it's by Charles Bukowski, who's okay. a very famous uh, poet and has a great uh life story where he was actually a deadbeat most of his life. No, actually, let me take that back. Charles Bukowski was a deadbeat his entire life. <laughs> he was a piece of shit. He really was. And uh, even when he became famous, he was relentlessly a piece of shit. Like drug dealer and stuff? Or? He was just not good to people and kind of like used them and... Made them eat pies. <laughs> yeah, he was in my high school. No, <laughs> Charles Bukowski is a really famous writer. And he has a poem that I read this week called The Most Beautiful Woman in Town. And it's a really uh, interesting story. It's very easy to read. Um, and it's just about, uh, ultimately, it's about beauty and how we perceive it and how we perceive ourselves, I think. I love it. Am I going to cry when I read it? I mean, it's it, it, it kind of punches you a little bit, but okay. it's, it's pretty interesting. And I just really appreciated the poem. And so, uh, yeah, check that out. Nice. Well, Bo, I really appreciate you. It's always good, Meryl. It is. Oh, okay. What? Per my friend Michelle, I am supposed to tell people okay. to review us on iTunes. Oh, we always us. get so excited with everything that we forget the business part of it. No, we, yeah, but, okay. Uh, your reviews really matter, and even clicking five stars would really help us out. Mm. The reason is because we have never been popular, and we want to be popular <laughs> at this point. Clearly, just give us one shot in life. <laughs> Clearly, by today's uh, podcast, you can tell that we need friends. <laughs> we need five stars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for real, uh, this is the thing we're supposed to do: is remind everyone okay, to so, click. So five we're reminding stars. everybody click five stars review us yes uh, and it helps yeah. itunes like pulls up that and then we get popular and then we invite you to our show <laughs> so you're actually helping yourself okay thanks. until then or until next Drink time herbal life oh yes herbal life and doTERRA yes thank you if you are listening we really appreciate you <laughs> i do bye meryl's mom oh bye this episode of campfire shit show was produced by bo hufford and meryl Klimo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.